0: The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows,
1: and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving
2: you. Great to have you with us this morning. Hope you had a good weekend. If you had anything spectacular happen uh, over the weekend, you know, to uh, you or your kids or uh, your lucky lady or your lucky husband. Um, We don't really have a term for that. We have a lucky lady term, but we don't really have a lucky guy term. Maybe just we're all just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, none of the gals have said, you know, given us a, a phrase to use over the years with regard to their husbands that can be used on the air.
3: The old man, yeah, well, does, the old bald chain. I don't does, know. Does
2: your does your wife have a have a pet name for you? Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> well, I knew that was coming, and that that was a high fly ball that just went over the scoreboard there in center field. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, well, we're not real big on the nicknames. Okay, all right. Yeah. So just, old sweetie pie or honey bun or
2: <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. Yeah, nothing, nothing along those lines. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Caden says this: I cleaned house this weekend, so the dirt has a nice place to sit after the wind today and tomorrow. <laughs> man, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man.
3: That's I, funny. <laughs> I dirt a, has a nice place to stay. Yeah,
2: I've got uh, I've got a fresh fresh place, you know, for it to to stay in my front yard and backyard right now. <laughs> um, man, it was. Uh, I thought yesterday as I was. Uh, As I was working outside and listening to you guys, I thought I was going to have to take some more blood pressure medicine because, um, man, it was it was chippy. It was chippy, chippy Saturday. Um, I'm not I don't know how chippy it got on Friday. Uh, I was kind of in and out Friday. I'll I'll be honest. I I I started with you early and then uh, left you and uh, woke up uh, from my from my nap in my chair on Friday night and went, oh, wow. Can't come back and win. How about that? So I missed the big comeback. I'm real, I'm really sorry. But I spent quite a bit of time with you Saturday and Sunday. Um, but is it just these two teams, or is this the nature of baseball right now? And and, and you know, barking at each other. Is what's what? You, what happened yesterday?
3: First off, I I don't think it was chippy with the two teams. Okay. Uh, I mean, you had two players on TCU that. Um, even TCU people will tell you handle themselves in a way that they're not a huge fan of. And, um, it, it, I mean, it was the chippy, there was definitely chippiness with the two head coaches and, um, the umpires. Um, but it didn't feel like a lot of interaction between the two teams going back and forth. And I'm assuming that has something, uh, a lot to do with the, sp- the suspension of Brandon Beckel and mm-hmm. everybody trying to be smarter. And not only Texas Tech learning a lesson from that, but everybody across the conference learning a lesson from that. Sure. Um, I'm, that's not to say there wasn't some going on. There, there, there was some. Um, but you know, you had you had a couple of guys at TCU that uh, basically incited incited the crowd with just how you know they acted as far as their strutting and walking and. Um, and taking as much possible time as they could to just anger and annoy people, um, and it kind of got them going with the crowd. And um, that's, that kind of
2: started on Saturday, didn't it? Yes,
3: yes. I mean, Austin Davis, the right fielder for um, the right fielder for TCU, uh, hits a high, long fly ball down the left field line, and it's and it's high. So I mean, he takes off running as he should. And, I mean, it doesn't land until he's close to second base, okay? And it lands foul. So, of course, he's got to turn around and head back to home plate. Well, this has something to do with the pitch clock again as well. So, Austin, um, in his um, particular style of um, strutting, is not going to be on the jog or the slow jog. You're not expecting him to sprint back home. But, I mean, he walks as slow as he possibly can. I mean, he's making the Duke head coach look that's, like a speed demon.
2: That's exactly who I thought of was the Duke, was he's the Duke coach. He's walking
3: as slow as he possibly can. And it's obvious. I mean, he's not walking at a normal walk. I mean, he's intentionally going really, really slow. And, of course, the crowd's... As he gets about halfway, they're like, what is going on? And so they start kind of jeering him about it. You know, they're booing him. They're giving him grief for it. And this is kind of how it all got started. Okay. Now he walks back to the plate. Now I'm told from the TCU radio man that their hitting instructor has told the guys, because once you pick up that bat, you've got to be in there and ready within 10 seconds or whatever, Make sure you know, you're know you able to catch your breath and all that. So you hit a foul ball and you run. Don't run back there to home plate. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're able to catch your breath and all that. So take your time walking.
2: Which, that makes sense. That makes Which, sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: And as the TCU radio man said to me, our guys do that, as they should. But Austin Davis takes that walk to a completely different level. And it's a strut. And mm-hmm. it's a look at me. It's a the world waits on me and that's where it all got started okay that's where it all got started i didn't feel like our players were chippy to tcus and tcus were chippy to tech i felt like our crowd was chippy to austin davis davis gotten yelling matches with the crowd um, he'd ask. He eventually asked for extra security, and you saw that yesterday with the extra security there around the TCU dugout. It was all about Austin Davis. Was that? Was it wasn't that about for? TCU. It was all about Austin Davis.
2: Do you think the extra security was called for, or was that just a? Well, TCU asked for it. Yeah. No, I know that, but I mean, do you think it was justified?
3: I didn't think anybody was going to come out come out of the crowd and hurt him or anything. But <laughs> no, if a team asked for it, I would want yeah. them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and Trey Richardson, their second baseman. Both of these guys, which kills me because they're transfers from other Big Twelve school. Richardson's from Baylor, and Davis is from West Virginia. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of the same stuff, and it was again, it was more these two with our crowd mm-hmm. than it was with our players.
2: Okay, all right. And
3: so it wasn't really even. I felt like it wasn't even about TCU and Tech. And then so yesterday, Austin, or excuse me, Trendon Parish hits Austin Davis with a breaking ball right. in the head. In the head. Yeah, I was listening ball. when
2: that happened. It's a two-two
3: and, pitch. You know, I mean, if he's going to hit him, he's going to hit him early in the count. He's going to sure. throw a fastball at his ribs. He's not going to miss with a breaking ball. And if you notice, Trendon missed with a bunch of breaking balls
2: yesterday. Yeah, you you pointed yeah, okay. that out. I mean, it again, trying to hit him. You're not going to try to hit somebody in the head,
3: and especially on a two-two pitch. Right. You, the whole you, thing. You're having trouble getting anybody out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just just no. Okay. Well, I, I mean. Our crowd, which I was not a huge fan of, was chanting ear hole, ear hole, meaning watch for the ball in the head, okay? I was not a huge fan of that, okay?
2: That's not good.
3: But this all goes back, Chuck, to the way baseball used to be played. Okay, Mm -hmm. and now I'm getting an old fuddy-duddy guy. No, no, I think you're fine. If you're Austin Davis and you're strutting and you're walking slow as you possibly can, you know what happens after that? You're going to get plunked. You get hit, okay? You get hit immediately after that, Mm -hmm. okay? And guess what you don't do after that? You don't strut anymore because you know you're going to get hit, Okay. Well, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Baseball can't patrol itself anymore, okay? just the, the the wussification, the sissification of the way we play sports or the way you know society doesn't like how that's handled. Um, it's changed, right? And so um, you're allowed to to run your mouth and you're allowed to do things like that and 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 get away with it. And that's why. I think baseball, especially at the collegiate level, has become guys talking so much and staring people down is because you, you can't throw at them anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't shut them up with a ball, you know, in their ribs,
2: you yeah, know, in the thigh or something like Whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah. Right.
3: Right. You can't do that anymore. And so that's what, in my opinion, has led to more and more and more and more of the talking. So. Again, I think it's smart for what the TCU coach says. Hey, make sure you're catching your breath, so don't sprint back there to pick up your bat. Mm -hmm. But he's taking it to a different level. And that annoyed our crowd. That's what it got going. And so it's interesting, after the warning was given after he was hit, both managers were furious. I think they were together in unison – as they're out there arguing with the umpires, both what? of them are wearing them out, and at one point they get together. I think they were in agreement. I think Sarloose and Tadlock were not angry with each other at all. I think they were agreeing, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Because all they're worried about at that point is if you're giving these warnings, because one guy could miss, you know, had a breaking ball get away from him. Now, if you're giving a warning and now somebody gets tossed, I'm at risk of losing somebody important, just like we just had happen. Yeah. You know, over a guy who couldn't control a breaking ball.
2: It wasn't about his emotion. It wasn't about trying to get back at somebody. It's just, hey, he accidentally hit somebody.
3: Yeah, and that's part of the game. Unfortunately, you'd like you'd like guys to be able to control their pitches better, but unfortunately, at this level, you, you see, got more guys get hit in college than the pros because the pitchers can't control it as much.
2: Yeah. Six twenty-five this morning here on the morning drive. Red Raiders win two three over the weekend against TCU. They'll uh, be in action tomorrow against Abilene Christian. We'll have it for you at six thirty on Double T 97.3. And then they'll host North Dakota State Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This is the Red Raiders Idol Week for Big 12 play.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I want to uh, get to more of baseball. A guy that whose name you guys seem to call
2: repeatedly over the weekend, and I couldn't tell you. I know he had a big catch on Saturday, and it seemed like he had some big hits but Elijah Nunez, I think I seemed like he was just. It seemed like he was everywhere. But I don't know. He, I, I may be completely off on that. But I know he he made a big catch on Saturday that prevented you from preventing the Red Raiders from like maybe getting some extra runs and mm-hmm. and making that game making that game close. And, yeah, and then he it felt is, like he felt like he played pretty well in the field uh, or at the plate on Saturday as well.
3: Yeah. And then he was on base four times on Saturday as well. He was he to me he was the difference in the game on saturday you know he was one of the guys you know tcu obviously had some bad luck here because only you have your manager and your and your superstar third baseman ejected from the game but then you the kid who got hit in the head two or three innings later um left the game and i would assume that was some sort of you know dizziness nauseousness what whatever i would i would assume that was the case and then nunez got hit on the knee um and uh, by a pitch and ultimately ended up leaving the game as well. So, um, some of their some of their key bats—that's three of them, three of their starting nine—were um, taken out of the lineup. And uh, you'd be uh, uh, you'd be lying to yourself if that didn't affect TCU. Those guys came up in some key spots mm-hmm. later on in that game where some really inexperienced guys came to the plate instead of those those guys that are key for them and that, that benefited the Red Raiders.
2: All right, so uh, this question from the Eighth flooring Center chat line. With all that, Jamie, does Sarlous and the t- TCU player that was ejected have to serve a suspension too? And if so, for how many games?
3: Um, okay, so I think as a manager, you're allowed to be ejected and mm-hmm. not have to sit extra games as long as you leave in a timely manner. Okay, okay, I, that's the way I believe it is. And okay. there was no he didn't bump the umpires or anything like that.
2: But there was a bumping of a well, I don't know if it was bumping or holding back of an umpire. It was kind by of a, like a pushing by you, the assistant but, coach. By the yes. assistant coach,
3: he was you know kind of like you would see an assistant come out and get in front of the head coach and push him towards the dugout to push him away from the umpire. Right. The TCU assistant came to the umpire and was pushing the umpire back out to the field away from Sarluz, which was really odd to me. I mean, he had his hands all over the umpire, and it wasn't aggressive. You know, he wasn't like shoving, but he had his hands on the umpire, and he was literally leaning on him, pushing him towards, and they were walking down the third baseline, pushing him away, and, and it, was, it was surprising how much he had his hands on the umpire, and that was allowed.
2: Do you but, think maybe he was saying something to him? Hey, come on, Blue. Calm down.
3: Or he was, or maybe, maybe it was the, uh, Hey, I'll calm, I'll calm him down. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll shut him up. I'll shut yeah. up. Oh, we got this. We're good. Yeah. We're good. You, you, you go out there. I'll get him. So, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, he wasn't aggressive in what he was saying to him. And again, it wasn't aggressive.
2: Push, sure. Okay. But just but listening th- to you guys talking it about it was that, just like,
3: surprising how was, much he had his hands on the. Yeah.
2: Road. I was waiting for you to say and He's been thrown out of the game too, yeah. you know, or something like right. that. But
3: so, um, so I don't think Sarloos will be suspended for more. Uh, as far as Braden Taylor goes, he's a hitter now, not a pitcher. Right, Pitchers so. get more. So I would assume that Taylor is ejected for a game or two. Um, all that being said, I don't want him to be. I don't want him to be suspended. Because coming up next for them next weekend is Oklahoma State. That's Let, all we need is Oklahoma State benefiting from this. Sure. You know, the team that ultimately was what forced Brandon Beckel to be suspended.
2: It seems a bit so unfair. I'm,
3: <laughs> I'm all in on Braden Taylor being able to play next weekend. And they do have a midweek game. So if it's just one game, good, good as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm all in on the Frogs next weekend.
2: It seems unfair that a position player would only get one game if everything's equal. And a pitcher gets four,
3: yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. There's so much of this that's just crazy, and it doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. And again, that there' I don't know a, a player is starting a fight, getting in a fight, throwing a punch, throwing a pitch at a guy. It seems like a four game suspension seems legit. Yes, but a pitcher talking to another guy you know, yelling at him and telling him to go back to the dugout, whatever, just seems way too much. Now, what Taylor did yesterday is he argued, and he kept arguing, and he kept arguing as he was walking towards the dugout, but he was yelling and screaming. He threw his helmet and didn't get tossed, but then when he threw his bat, that's when he got tossed. And again, he was walking away from the umpire the whole time, but he was talking the whole time. But he showed him up, too. Well, once he threw the bat, he absolutely did. And again, if you're throwing a bat... And showing that you're disgusted with the umpire—that seems worse to me than talking to another yeah. player. Mm-hmm. But again, he's a hitter, not a pitcher, so I, I'm not exactly sure what the suspension will be. I assume it's at least one game, but um,
2: could be a couple.
3: Could be a couple. So, I hope it's I hope
1: it's one. <laughs> so, Chuck, let me ask you this question because you're more bothered by this than a lot of people. But not everybody, because there's a lot of people bothered by the four-game suspension. More bothered by the what? four-game suspension for uh, a pitcher as yeah. opposed to a hitter. Yeah, it, is your solution the pitchers have to throw every day? No, Like because you can just not have a pitcher throw one day, right? Like on any day, and he doesn't actually sit I, out. I,
2: I thought that. I thought that with regard to Beckel, what he did, uh, the, the crime was far worse I, than the than the time. And I think
1: the crime was he was ejected. Yeah. The four game suspension was because he was ejected Because he's a pitcher I, I, I just think that's too much
3: Yeah, especially when he's never ever In the history of his career
1: been a starting pitcher I just, I, it, okay. If we take Beckel's name out of it And we're just talking about a pitcher I, no, in no, general No, no,
3: no, no, no Jeff, Jeff It matters if he's a relief pitcher or a starting pitcher The other thing that bothers A starting me. pitcher, if you suspend him four games Yes, he misses a start A relief pitcher You made him miss two opportunities By making him miss four games I, I he just, has never started a game. He should be treated differently than a starting pitcher. Yeah. The other because thing if you wanted him to miss mm-hmm. an, an appearance, you made him miss two appearances by suspending him for four games. There needs to be able to look at this and say, okay, every pitcher is not the same. A starter, yes, four games might work. Okay? But a relief pitcher, it's a different deal.
1: Do you go three games there? Do you go two games there? Well, I,
3: I would have gone two. Two
1: or 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 even
2: this um, I think the other thing that bothered me is that it, it carried over to another se- another series per se even though it was only one game. You know, if you if you just said hey it's it's one series even that that series is one game or two games or three but uh, i mean in this you case you didn't have a midweek
3: series. Yeah so, right. You, and that was just bad luck.
2: It was bad luck all, all the way around. Okay so um you, let me ask you this cuz i don't want to make this more about the the chippiness however it occurred more so than the series and winning a series against TCU because that's huge I mean you've won two series now yeah you got swept at Texas but I mean it is what it is you've 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 beaten two big teams at home Oklahoma State and TCU maybe not like the total result but do, do the umpires need to do a better job of getting control of these things earlier on the on the first game of the series or get but do do better control of the of the fans. Is it the fans behind home plate? Is it the fans behind the first base dugout? Is it is there something that needs to be, you no. know, said said to said to those guys too? <laughs> Getting
3: control of the fans. I don't know how you could ever do that. I know. Well, yeah. This is. I mean, it's a tough question, Chuck. And and um, I I think I spend way too much time in my head wondering about how the sport that i love so much and and i've always loved major league baseball and now i've just absolutely fallen in love with with college baseball over the last you know 11 years and sure on the games and how disheartening and sad it is to me when i feel like um the sportsmanship and all of that has you know just the respect for the opponent and all that kind of stuff has has gone away um or it's slipping away, in my opinion. Um, and, and I go back to, you know, I, I in basketball, okay, you if you, you know, obviously talk trash or taunt a player, you get a technical foul. Right? Look at what happened
2: in the women's national championship game yesterday. Okay.
3: In football, if you obviously are over the top with your yelling and screaming and taunting, you get a 15-yard penalty, unsportsmanlike penalty there's nothing in baseball that, um, besides an ejection, which seems over the top, there's not a penalty, right? Like, if you talk trash, they don't get a base runner. Yeah, or, or advance if, a base. Yeah, or or the opposite, right? Um, well, we get four outs this <laughs> inning if you talk trash. I mean, um, I, you know, or you get a run. There's, there's nothing like mm-hmm. that in the sport of baseball, like I told you before used to be played by guys who could patrol themselves. Sure. And you do some of those things and you get hit, okay? Or we slide in hard at second base, okay? But the game doesn't allow that anymore because of safety reasons, and understandably so. Um, I, I think it feels like in the, on Friday night, the home plate umpire or the umpires come together with the managers when they exchange the lineups, and it should be said there will be no warnings for talking. There will be none. If you're talking trash, you're gone. There will be no warnings all weekend long. There will be no warnings. We are not going to accept that.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice
2: to have you with us this morning. We'll take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. We'll have uh, the Men's National Championship game on the air for you tonight. Um, That uh, coverage begins at 5.30 on 100.7 The Score. Uh, It's a championship Monday uh, with uh, UConn and uh, San Diego State playing. And then uh, we'll have Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock tonight on the air at 6. That's uh, prior to Ranger Baseball. As they host the Baltimore Orioles, the Rangers are on a streak. They've opened up the series season with the three wins. Break them up. Break them up. All right. No, don't break them up. Don't break them up. Don't break them up. Don't break them up. Uh, We'll have uh, Tech Baseball for you on the air tomorrow. They take on Abilene Christian here in town. 6.30, the broadcast time, 7 o'clock, first pitch. All right. Um, A little bit more on – on uh, tech basketball, Jamie and, and coach McCaslin and specifically, do you think on one hand, the delay kind of hurts you uh, in the announcement in, in the official announcement, just from the standpoint that you're, you're trying to acquire players and, you know, in some cases retain players and get your coaching staff set and all, all those kinds of things. But do you think just from a fan base standpoint that his success in the NIT and people getting to kind of, a chance to see his team, whether they did or they didn't. Uh, and how they played and and how he kept his team like together uh when they knew that he was out the door. Um do you think that has helped him um be kind of uh, accepted early on?
3: Yeah, I do. I I think the run in the in the NIT and ended up winning the championship has turned fans there have been there were plenty that wanted the big name. Um And when we heard that McCaslin was going to be the guy that those fans were, a lot of those fans were disappointed that you weren't going to get the big name, but then you saw how hard his team played and, and you saw that he was having success. Then Mm -hmm. I think that do, I think that did, excuse me. I think that did help uh, fans kind of be turned on to him a little bit more.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, once you kind of, it's like anything else, you know, um, when you actually learn something about either a somebody or something, or it's kind of like the old, you know, serial commercial. Try it. You like it, you know, kind of kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you actually learn something about somebody, yeah. then you can make a judgment of them as, as opposed Talk about, to... Talking about Mikey? Yeah, talking about Mikey, right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, talking about mm-hmm. Mikey. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, you think about... You just think about it just from the standpoint of, okay, you could have this, I don't like this guy, blah, blah, blah. And you haven't even, like, okay, well, tell me about him. Well, I don't know anything about him. I just don't like him. Right, but then when you kind of get, well, and then you start to see how his team played, or see how, you know, we all know the defense wins, right? I mean, you got to score too, but if you look at the national championship game tonight between UConn and and San Diego State, I mean, San Diego State won that game because they had a kid hit a mid-range shot with less than two seconds to go. Mm-hmm. But, but San Diego State won that basketball game because they prevented Florida Atlantic from running away with it. I mean, their their defense in the second half was tremendous and they got stops when Florida Atlantic should have had buckets and Florida Atlantic should have won that basketball game but they didn't because the defense by San Diego State bowed up and and prevented them from running away with it and then they obviously responded on their end of the floor as well I mean they hit buckets they hit free throws did all those kinds of things but then they knew what to do with the ball I mean they get a stop there at the end and Come right back down with it. There's no timeout called. Nothing like that. The coach let them play. Boom, hits the shot, and they're off to a national championship game. And I don't think anybody gives them much of a chance to win tonight. Um, yeah, UConn just
3: rolled everybody. They
2: have. I mean, double digits. But here's the deal. If UConn finds himself in a you know one- or two-possession game late in, late in it, how, how do they respond versus the San Diego State guys going, hey, we, this, is, this is kind of what we do, right?
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, UConn has not really been in a pressure-packed situation, but that's because it's, they've played so incredibly good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UConn was a winner over Miami, 72-59. to This was really never a game. I mean, they, they made runs. They got it down to eight, uh, but then couldn't couldn't get over that hump um, in the second half. Uh, meanwhile, Florida Atlantic, they led the whole game, and they led the whole second half until the, until the last play. Mm-hmm. And and that was and that was electric. That was, that was I was cool. like I was, I was like leaped out of my chair. I like, went wow. <laughs> you were awake. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was awake. I was awake. I was awake for for both those games on Saturday. Yeah. If I don't
3: know about you, but I would like to see Chuck leap out of his chair. I wonder what exactly that looks like. You think the word leap would be? The mm, wouldn't be the word I would use to probably, no.
1: It? Now, for Chuck's perspective, we've all had the. Falling, you know, falling asleep someplace where you shouldn't be falling asleep, yeah. and you snap your head open, and you yeah. feel like you've like gone fifty feet back when it's like <laughs> an inch and a half. So Chuck may feel like he's leaping up, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, no, I w- I don't know that we would call it a leap. Is there a cartwheel involved?
2: No, no cartwheel, triple cow I, I or anything. I have I've never done a cartwheel in my okay. life. Okay. I've attempted, mm-hmm. but it's been quite some time. Mm-hmm. I I could I would not be able to do a cartwheel if if you asked me to.
3: I won't ask you. Okay. I want to keep you upright.
2: (laughs) Somebody says this. I agree, Chuck. I did a 180 after seeing how tough his teams are, which has been our winning identity. Okay. Uh, This, Robert Jennings posted a picture of himself in a Virginia. I'm going to say this is Virginia uniform. He said Virgin's uniform, I guess, but it doesn't. He said, come on, man. Virginia. Come on, man. Do you not know our history? Well, I mean, again, if they don't want to be here, Okay, then then leave. I mean, I don't want to be- Has
3: he put his name in the portal? I can't remember. Yeah, I hard, believe so. Hard for me to keep track of. He has.
2: Right, yeah. believe, believe so.
3: Yeah, sounds like he's gone. Yeah. We can stop worrying about him. Yeah, we can stop worrying about him. Yeah. Right. Here's uh, my suggestion to you. Stop following 18 and 19-year-old on social media.
2: I don't follow anybody. I'm, I'm telling the texture. Oh, the texter. Yeah, Yeah, right.
3: Stop following that and you don't right. have to worry about it. Yeah. They're gonna tell you who's on the team at some point. Yeah, yeah they're gonna let you know. Sure. They're going put,
2: out put out a, a roster. roster and all I'm that good stuff. Bios and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh Shelly says it's hard to leap when you've got a step in your step. Pep, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. There's that too.
3: A leap and step in your step.
2: Uh, I mean I'm telling you, man, I I was I, I was I woke up this morning, I'm like, man, I'm I'm ready to go. I was <laughs> uh I was I'm like,
3: picturing the step in your step as like when you stride with your right like you, you again step with your right leg. It's like a double right step. <laughs> so there's got to be like a hop. Okay.
2: Right.
1: Uh, by the way, just maybe even a skip.
2: Yeah. Skip. A skip in your step, uh, just so just so folks know, um, the 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 assistant that I think everybody wants Coach McCaslin to get, as he's like the the fair haired boy, and he may be he may be all in a bag of chips. I don't know. He's currently the head coach at Northwest Missouri State. His name is Ben McCullum. Um, considered to be a guy that whose offense is highly desirable. Okay? okay, I'm a fan of that. So, and as a coach, as a coach, he has he has a record of 365 and 85. He's just 41 years old. So he played at North Iowa Area Community College. Played at Northwest Missouri State. Has um, has coached there as a GA. Coached at uh, Emporia State but get this he has been a head coach since 2009
3: so why would he take a step to be an that op- was my, offensive coach
2: that was my point here. exactly Jamie the other day and I got kind of grilled on that on the tech chat line because and if yeah, but he, I guess, obviously
3: it's a big step up from northwest Missouri yeah, State to the yeah, Big 12 and yeah. maybe he feels like that would be um, that would lead him
2: to, to be a, a head coach a head, head
3: coach at a bigger school Yeah having success in the Big 12 Conference. Also, I mean, he may be paid more here as an assistant than he's right. paid as a head coach there. I, I don't know.
2: That, that, that would make offer. some sense, too. Yeah. Um, he's won four national championships at the NCAA Division II level, 2017, 2019, 2021, and last year, 2022. So he went back-to-back. So, Northwest
3: North Missouri State is Division II? Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll, I'll I'll step back from my statement a little bit then. I mean, but, a D2 head coach probably understands that he's probably go, got to be a Division one assistant many times before yeah. he takes that next step. So that, that that would make some sense.
2: But, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, again, when you've been a head coach, it, it's sometimes hard to take that step back or maybe take that te- step out of that realm to go to a smaller school to be a head coach somewhere else. But, hey, you know he's what? He's not
3: going to a smaller school. I'm talking about
2: no. if you were to go to be a to be a head coach. Yeah, At a smaller school than than Texas Tech. That's what I meant by that. A smaller Division One school. Anyway, bottom line is, um, somebody says this, McCollum is an offensive genius. He's very close to Grant McCaslin.
3: Hey, I want this guy.
2: GM.
0: I want this guy.
2: The, the, the GM, GMAC, Coach Mac. There's all there's all kinds of references here.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T-973, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T-973 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
2: All right, 7.31 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have uh, the championship game for you tonight if you want to make a score prediction. Or just tell us who you're rooting for, San Diego State and UConn. I'm, I'm rooting for San Diego State. I, I'm not going to be upset if either one of those two teams wins tonight. Uh, for UConn, it would be their fifth national championship since 1999. That's really impressive. Under their third mm-hmm. different coach, Jim Calhoun, Kevin uh, Ollie. Uh, Kevin Ollie uh-huh. and then uh, and and Dan Hurley. All
1: right. That have them one short of Kansas. Well, no, Kansas? no, no. They'd have more.
2: They'd have more because KU has those two Helms national championships that they count. They won in '52. They won in '88. They won in '08, and they won in 2021. So KU has four. Has four. They they're tied with them right now, but they'd be right there behind. They'd be be behind Duke and North Carolina, and Kentucky is right in there too. All right, your question of the day, sir.
3: All right, this is going to be a hard one.
2: Oh, God. On a Monday? Hard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get our brains going.
3: All right. that. Uh, my question for you today, Chuck and Jeff, mm-hmm. our fine listening audience, without knowing what the roster looks like, what are your expectations going to be for this year's basketball team? Do you think this is an NCAA tournament team? Do you think they have to take a step back to take a step forward in the future?
2: Okay, so my initial reaction is yes, NCAA tournament team, um, because I feel like that you'll have enough of the core coming back eventually. Uh, it may take some, it may take a little bit of selling, um, but then and it will take some doing uh, to get everything glued back together. But I, I, you weren't that far away from being an NCAA tournament team this past year. I mean, you were a handful of wins away, maybe not even that. Um, with all the drama that went on. So new coach, new feel, new atmosphere. Not not, not necessarily new atmosphere, uh, but a new coach, new philosophy, uh, same rabid fan base. Yes, you'll be in the tournament next year.
1: I start at being 500 in Big 12 play is what I expect to have happen. Wow. Um, it's 9-9. Nine and nine. That That's basically where I would put the line for the tournament.
2: Right. You, um, that'd
1: be enough and its I don't know that they'll all be at home. Uh, It would be a lot of fun if they're all at home. It'd also be really disappointing if none of them were on the road. Um, But it starts with that, and then you see the roster that he puts together in the next few weeks and and the coaching staff. That could go up. That could go down on defections and imports, as the case may be. But at at the end of each season, the basketball expectation is to start at even in big 12 play.
3: Okay. I'm going to say that, you know, we've done a really good job. It feels like in recent years, being able to, you know, circle guys in circle guys out, you know, and you've always been able to put teams together, um, through the transfer portal, uh, even before the portal was a thing, we were doing that. Um, and get guys to play together for the most part up until this past season when um, you had the best team money can buy, except they just didn't mesh well together. You also didn't really have a true point guard, um, past first point guard. So um, I, I just – I'm going to say that you're going to be a team that's going to finish similar to what you were this year. It's going to – Feel completely different. Um, not going to have the drama and all that, but you're going to be a team that finishes just outside the NCAA tournament. I just think that we've conditioned ourselves to think, "Hey, we can change over a team every single year, new team every single year and still mm-hmm. be great." And I don't think it's that easy. So I think I think you you take a step back and to ultimately take a step forward in the future. And I don't think you'll have a fan base that's. You know, angry with Grant McCaslin and his staff and the team and all that. I think it'll feel different than this year's team did. Um, it'll just be you know you're you're having to build uh, towards the future.
2: Okay, no, I, I you you make a lot of sense there. Um, and I, I guess my, you make more sense. My, mine is built on hope, uh, and maybe Jeff's partially built on hope and solid reasoning about feeling like you can be, you know, of course, we don't know what the Big 12 schedule is going to look like per se because it is not going to be home and home with everybody. Right. So you're going to you're going to have home and home with a few and then you're going to have home only with a bunch and away only with a bunch and and they say they're going to balance that out as best they can, but I mean, I think we'd all have to admit we really don't know what Cincinnati's got or Central Florida's got, or what BYU's got? We have a good feeling. What Houston's got? Really good basketball program. Really good, you know. And if you have to go there, um, and somebody above you has them at home, then that that gives them an advantage. Because I, I would say of the of the four coming in without a question,
3: know, I, I would expect if you're playing there that it'll be just darn near as full of Red Raiders as it will Cougar okay, fans.
2: Maybe so. <coughs> um, I guess my point is, is that um, of the four coming in, they're like heads and shoulders above everybody else in terms of talent level. No question, no doubt. So, mm-hmm. you know what what what's that what's that going to mean? What's your what's your what's your talent level going to look like? What's I don't know that you can expect Kansas State to be at the same level. But look at K State a year ago; they fired their coach. They fired their coach for on court lack of performance. Uh, at this time a year ago, nobody would have said to anybody even even the truest of wildcat fans wouldn't have said oh yeah hey Jerome Tang yeah he's he's going to get us he's going to get us to where we feel like we should have been in the final four whereas you look at Grant McCaslin coming in he he's got skins on the wall much more so than Jerome Tang now now that you could say about Tang he helped Scott Drew recruit a team that won a national championship so he has skins on the wall too, because he had been there a long time and certainly knew the the recruiting wars of of, of that at a at a Big Twelve and a Division One level that that maybe Grant McCaslin doesn't know. I mean, he knows sure. about recruiting at the Division One level clearly because he's been at North Texas. But I think they're gonna You're getting ready to take that up a step when you're going up against you know whomever at at the Division One level, because mm-hmm. everybody's going to want to recruit Texas. Everybody already does recruit Texas. It's not even gonna wanna. They do. Look at any Final Four roster and it's got Texas kids on it. So, I don't know. It uh it's it it'll be interesting to see what what transpires from that. And maybe maybe the guys that you bring in here, not that they're all gonna just love each other, but maybe maybe they all have a buy-in from the very beginning and you don't have the drama that you had, you know, from the very beginning of the season where it at times, you felt like, okay, is this team together? But then you looked at this team at, at the end, and you kind of felt like, well, they they won some games, so they were obviously together in some aspects because they didn't quit. I don't think they ever. I don't. They didn't really feel like they ever quit because they came back and won some games.
3: Yeah. Well, I think there was some quitting some games,
2: but I they didn't quit on the season. I guess is what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. Well,
1: that's fair. No, but they quit on each other, and that's worse like it felt like at the end of the season, it was, I got to take care of me a little bit than it was. Let's try to get this together. I wonder how much of that
2: is perception versus reality.
1: Maybe that's the case, but perception is reality.
3: (laughs) I don't think the team was playing hard for each other all season long. Chuck, I don't know what, I don't know what you saw, but I surely didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, all reports team did not get along real well. Yeah.
2: Uh, this from the Yates Learning Center chat line. The next two weeks will define our year. All comes down to who we retain and who we identify in the portal. Well, I think the latter more so than the the former, because I think you're going to have Tyson back here. You're going to have Isaac's back. Um, some of these other guys that you know, I don't know. Um, you'll have players that are coming in. You know, Steffi's coming in. He's he's all in with Grant McCaslin, which is good news. Yeah. And and then I, I know that you. It's not a fair comparison at all, because I'm not sure it's ever been done. But look at what LSU did. They completely changed their roster. The Lady Raiders played LSU last December, okay? December of, not this past December, but the year before. There wasn't anybody on that team that played yesterday that played in that game against Texas Tech. Kim Mulkey had a complete roster change and won a national championship. So good coaching, good players, chemistry,
0: it all comes together. They cut down nets yesterday crazy you're tuned into the morning drive podcast from double t973 recapping the night that was in the world of sports
3: that's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have but you're talking about one quarterback leading the the conference in passing so far this year And remember he didn't start the first game he still played a lot though
0: and also bringing some humor to your day
2: I i just don't want to disappoint you i just as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me.
0: Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
2: Hope uh, The rest of the day goes as smoothly as the uh, first couple of hours today. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments this morning. Yates Foreign Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that or the mobile app visual edge it hotline is open as well that number is 806-771-0973 if you would like to uh, discuss anything with us or uh, or with jeff we'll uh, we'll be all ears Uh, we come to you this morning from the first united bank studio and again look forward to hearing from you we'll have uh, red raider baseball with tim tadlock on the air for you tonight at six we'll have the Men's National Championship game for you tonight. Championship Monday coverage begins at 5.30. Uh, takes you to the National Championship and then the tip between UConn and San Diego State. Do you care anything about this game? Um, I'm kind
3: of rooting for UConn. Okay. Just because they, uh, they're they a former Big East team and I got some former Big East love. Okay. But, um, um, is this I mean, a, it's not going to... I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't win or anything. Sure,
2: no, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the 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 final four semifinal games, uh, at least one of them uh, was was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, up and down the floor between San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, they they want to be called FAU, uh, and their coach is, is staying there. Uh, Dusty May, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, he's not going anywhere, and uh, you know I would imagine that the other two coaches, the other three coaches. Uh, San Diego States, I mean, he's playing for a title tonight. He's been there forever, after being at Michigan forever. Uh, UConn with uh, Dan Hurley. Boy, is that looking like a great hire.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, he got things turned around there quickly. Uh, Jim Laranega uh, made it to his second Final Four. Kind of wonder what, what kind of gas he's got left in the tank. He's 73. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. But, I mean, you know, all this. And, and look, it was discussed here. I mean, and it's discussed everywhere. Of relating to players and adapting to name image and likeness and um, trying to figure out how to, to quote pay players and how much do you have and, and the thing that was kind of ironic about the Miami game uh, with UConn was that Nigel Peck Nigel Pack Nigel Peck broke a tennis shoe during that game broke a shoe mm-hmm. he got rolled up on and i just had never heard of that before and had to leave the game do you
3: remember when big Zion did that for duke a few years yeah, ago? yeah he blew out a shoe and hurt him no. hurt his foot no, right basketball players do that every once in a while
2: yeah um but as 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 a result of that uh he had to sit on the bench for a while but they didn't have and and look i was trying to think about this going okay if that if that happens or just you know, like if it's at home, you easily probably have another pair of sneakers in your in your locker room. Okay, if it's if it's on the road, I, I can't tell you that uh, that the Lady Raiders each travel with an extra pair of shoes that would they would have accessible right there at the bench. They probably would have to go back to the locker room and get them. Yeah, and, sure,
3: it, surely they all have an extra pair in the but locker. It, room. But in
2: but in Pac's case, he didn't have an extra pair, and the and at the final four. Because it's in these big, huge stadiums, the locker rooms are not, like, right there. Sure, You don't have to run into the tunnel. And you could mm-hmm. see the equipment manager for uh, Miami double time running back and forth because nobody on the bench wore his shoe size. And they went back and got some, didn't have them, went back and got another pair. So, m- meanwhile, time's clicking off the clock because this sure. is in the second half. Mm-hmm. I'm that's, not gonna tell you it lost the game for him. That's it's surprising that,
3: that nobody on the bench had the same size. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> <But> <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're one of those guys at the end of the bench, you're like, uh uh-uh, uh no, I don't wear that size. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Nope. Nope. My feet won't
2: fit in that shoe.
3: <laughs> I mean, how does it have to be exact? I
2: mean if right. he's a, if no, he's a I
3: ten would a ten and a half or a nine and a half work for a little while while the trainer's back there running?
2: That's what I, that's yeah. kinda what I thought too. I mean yeah. I, I, I thought I thought the same thing.
3: He's not the tallest of guy and guys and are you know, a lot of big guys on a basketball team, so may- maybe he is. Yeah. significantly have shorter feet than the rest of those guys.
2: Sure, but I mean, it, it seemed that for, for all the things that you could, could think about, you know, having a shoe break and then not being able to get him the proper set right away, so he could go right in. Because, like mm-hmm. on a on a football sideline, you, they, I mean, they've got cleats, they got cleat sizes, they got, I mean, they got they're littered with stuff. But from a basketball standpoint, you may, each guy may, may have a pair of practice shoes and may have a pair of game shoes.
3: You wonder, you wonder if like that'd be something in the future when teams play at these huge arenas like that, that they would think about to say, let's get a bag where we have a pair of shoes, a backup pair of shoes for every guy. Yeah. You know, or maybe they just say, let's get a bag that has, You know, maybe you have three guys that wear size twelve on your team. But let's make sure we got a size twelve, you know, and then we got three guys that wear ten and a half. We got three we got one ten and a half, just in case. You know, that are right there on the bench, so we're not worried about that thing.
2: Yeah. Somebody says this Chuck must not watch basketball. Players have blown out a shoe before. I, I got that. I just had never seen it like that. You know, where guy breaks a shoe and they don't have another shoe to replace it. Uh if if teams didn't do what you just suggested, they will now.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would yeah, m- they imagine
2: will they now. will in the future. Yeah, they they sure will. Yeah.
1: Although po- didn't Zion blow out a shoe a couple years ago? Yeah, we just talked but about But it wasn't that. a problem. He was But I mean it wasn't a
3: problem. I mean it was a home game and they got Yeah, got they got a new they're shoe littered and, with I mean and, and their
2: and their their locker rooms are right there. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and that's what I'm saying. Only do this in like when they're playing in these big arenas. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cuz these big arenas, I mean it's like it. It's like, for instance, when the when the Texas Tech played in, in Minneapolis, their their bench is on is on one side, and to get to their locker room, you had to go across the court, and then you had to go into the tunnel, and then down the hall before you could kind of get to where they were. Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, you think the um,
3: the guy who was doing the running, you know, he's kind of got his moment in the sun there and the shine. I think they'll, the school newspaper will do a story on him.
2: Or I don't know. I think that guy was just like, somebody probably <laughs> said to him, hey, Clark, Nigel needs another pair of shoes. And he's like, ah,
0: I don't know where they are.
3: How many people like text that kid's dad? Be like, I saw your boy. I saw your boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one running for the
2: shoes. He's like sweating, you know, bullets, you know, because he's like trying to come up with a pair of shoes. Like, right now, like, uh, you know, Genie. I wish I had a pair of Nigel Pack shoes in my hands right now. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so we'll, that's just a that's a that's a tough that's a bad high there. More than anything else, right? <laughs> so we'll have that for you. We'll have uh, we'll have uh, Texas Tech uh, Red Raider baseball with Tim Tadlock. I want to get to some on the field stuff from the series. They win two out of three from uh, from TCU. We'll also have the Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles uh, tonight. Uh, With the first pitch about seven o two tonight will be the first pitch, so catch it right before that. Uh, But they won three over the weekend, so off to a good start. You know, I mean, you are not going to certainly not going to win the division or a playoff spot in April, but you sure can't lose it.
3: Uh, You can definitely damage your damage your chances. Mm -hmm. That's for certain. But it was a good weekend for Texas. You saw them win a, a a low scoring game yesterday, and you saw them. Explode offensively earlier in the series, right. That was good to see,
2: yeah, right? No, no, no question. So, what we'll have... the uh,
3: the initial start for Jacob de wasn't uh, no. didn't, that didn't go great. no?
2: It didn't, yeah, it didn't. Uh, we get I this... mean, he
1: I mean, he didn't get the win, but the team did,
2: yeah. But you're paying him an awful lot of money, you sure would like him to go more than three plus innings.
1: I would like him not to give up five runs, yeah, but you know, he. Uh, other numbers they're, were okay. They're and paying that, him to I'm... be an
3: ace, not a Christmas tree. <laughs> <Sure>. Right, yeah. <laughs> Dude got lit up. I...
0: That
2: was funny. Did you like that? I did, I like that. <laughs> just made that up. Just well, you that. Could, can you use that on the, on the uh, baseball broadcast? Nice. Hey, Jeff. I used it here. So they're you know. bringing him in to be an ace, not a Christmas tree. He got lit up.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.